Welcome back to the show everybody It's been a <laughs> It's been a funny old year And I start by saying that because I'm at the place that I usually record my New Year show So I'm feeling reflective But for me it's still only October For you it's probably November Maybe December, I don't know. But for me, it's still October. But it does feel like the year's kind of winding down now. Sometimes this time of year, it feels like things are just getting going, but I think we're at uh, we're at a junction in this film photography journey of ours. Things are changing, and I don't know how the future's going to look. Interesting. Anyway, didn't mean to say, didn't mean to start so dour, but seems to have gone that way. Now, what I mean is that the resurgence, I think, the revival. The coming back is kind of over, you know. We all know film's not dead now. It's it's here. It's not clawing its way back to uh, popularity. It is popular. It is current. It is mainstream ish. New films are being made. New cameras are being developed, and it's like. Yes, so what's the next step? Where, where do we go? And I just don't think anyone's got any clue. And I think the people, I think some of the people that have helped build this into what it is are kind of feeling that their jobs are done and they can just sit back and relax, which is fine, which is correct. But it does leave us to think who's going to be the future I don't, know. I don't know I don't really know what I'm talking about this is just feelings I've had I don't want to sound you know negative but it's a change and change is always good even if it means some things are lost oh even if it means... I think this is what I'm worried about. And what I'm worried about is the people that have helped it come back. And the people that have worked so hard for it to come back. Are going to be priced out of what they've brought back. Because it's now so damned expensive. <laughs> that it's kind of difficult to do. And I know a lot of people. That I've seen and heard and they stopped because it is just so expensive and it's not through any fault of their own it's just it's just how it is maybe it'll change I don't know I don't know what I'm talking about I do know that this little bit of time that I have today was supposed to be like the last hurrah of a a big two week gallop of photography adventures and this is the first one 
This is photography adventure number one in my uh, period of time off from work. So now I'm uh, kind of struggling with that because I feel like I've not done anything. And I haven't. <laughs> That's why I feel like I've not done anything because I haven't. So what am I doing today? I didn't come out this morning because I had a load of stuff to do. The secret project which is taking up tons of my time. Um, but as the day wore on and as the weather started to improve, I thought might as well go out. Because I want to start my photography project as well which I've been meaning to start for weeks and weeks and weeks. Now I've already started but not with any kind of verve and direction. So I think today may just be mainly talking and less action, which is how these things tend to go. And the reason I've come out now is because about half an hour ago there was tons of light and that light has gone, basically. Vanished, disappeared. And so I'm left with uh, no light. It's about four o'clock in the afternoon and I've come to one of the moorland walks. This was not my first choice of location but the first choice of location was like a four hour trek when compared to this relatively short and simple walk. I've got Dante Dog with me who's currently investigating a tree and I might frame up a shot here because because <laughs> I'm shooting a 35mm film with a 35mm camera so I'm starting to see things that I don't normally see and it's interesting it's very interesting it's so interesting the camera's leaped out of the uh, camera bag <laughs> right let's see how interesting this actually is so that's 50 millimeters let's put it to 70 yeah that's interesting you see I bought these lenses and I'm like completely enamoured with them so what I can do with these lenses that I can't really do with other cameras like the large format camera is look down into valleys <laughs> which is what I'm doing now so I'm out with a 35mm camera uh, it's the OM10 with the two lenses that I bought and yeah it's I mean I'm not expecting miracles but I want to see if I can make pictures properly the way I normally would you know that I like that I'm actually happy with so I've currently got a load of trees and things with a bit of a nice foreground composed and I'm going to focus and I'm going to take it.
there it is. It's as simple as it needs to be. It's quite nice actually being able to do this without getting the uh, the sky in all because a lot of the times when I'm dealing with other things I'm, uh, I'm, I'm getting the sky and it isn't always too good. I need to replace the battery in this camera. Right, that's two frames. <laughs> oh. Right, let me walk and talk and I'll tell you some things about what's going on and what the hell is happening because there's a lot really to talk about. Hello Dante, you're going to do some talking for a change. You've done bugger all this year in terms of podcast. Utterly useless. You're not useless, you're delightful. He's getting old now, you see. Can't take him for big walks anymore. He's a little old boy. So, I've talked a lot about 35mm film and in my last, I want to say one of the last episodes, it was all about it. But all that is useless if I don't experiment. And loath as I am for this show to become uh, an experimentation show, I do feel that. Oh, do you know what? I don't think I reset the. I didn't. Oh no. Just shot those two frames at 1600. <laughs> well, they're going to be underexposed. What was I saying? Yeah, I don't want this show to become an experimentation show, but if I'm going to make a go at this, then I need to do some experimentation to see what works and what doesn't. And I am limited in my choice of cameras. I think I mentioned this last time, I have three. But one of them I might be getting rid of. I have the OM10 with now four lenses that I can use. I have a Practica MLT3 with one lens <laughs> and uh, Canon AE1 program. And I have a bunch of point and shoots and stuff, but I really don't care about them. One of those is just for like family snaps and stuff. So I've got these two cameras that I can use, and that I think will be pretty good. 
and I made the effort to buy two lenses the uh, 2870 and the 70 to 210 so I've got um, a range of things I can do so in theory there's no reason I shouldn't be able to make whatever kind of photograph I like of anything that I like I want to go and shoot a waterfall great I'll put it on 28 or 35 I go for it I want to shoot a far away something break out the telephoto I go for it I want to shoot colour I can black and white I can but am I going to like them that's the question I keep coming back to I can do all this stuff but what is the point if I'm not going to enjoy the pictures there isn't any pointless which is why I've come out today on a day with zero light under cover of heavy dark clouds there's light at my house I can see the lights over there I don't think I'm going to get many good pictures out of today especially since I've just underexposed the only two that I've taken really what I want to see is how do these lenses stack up I mean last time Last time I admit I was a bit excited and was a bit gung-ho. Today I've got the tripod, I've got the cable release. I've got the light meter in the camera and I've also got the uh, spot meter if I want to do anything like that. So I'm more prepared than I was last time. But I still don't know whether I'm going to like these images. And that's what I want to find out whether I like them or not so I got uh, I brought FP4 as my initial start on this because I like that film it's my favourite film love it and I know what it's capable of in a variety of developers so I know how to handle it and I know the kind of results I can expect to get from it and I've got the 510 which is a lovely developer so I'm kind of confident that I'm going to get some fairly decent results except for the fact that there's no freaking light and when I came out before there was light there's light over there I'm just hoping these clouds shift a little bit, but I'm not hopeful. Hello Dante. Yes, I know, stopped. Yeah, so I got some FP4. While I was at the photography show, I bought... Uh, gosh. One, two, three, four, five, six six or seven rolls of film all black and white I've got most of it from the Ilford stand and a couple from uh, Paul Analog Wonderland which was good I got FP4 HP5 Delta 100 
Delta 400. I got some more of the BBX Lomography, it's still stuff, which I did like, even though I messed it up. So we'll have another go with that. I got some Roly film. I got some Roly RPX 100, and I think I got some 400, but I can't remember. So I've got loads of black and white film, and the reason I got loads of black and white film is because I figured that I'm mainly going to be shooting black and white in these cameras, and I can develop it fairly easily. I know what it, you know, should look like, and it can be, you know, it can be kind of good to to test to see how it actually looks. So that's my plan: is to shoot black and white film, all these different rolls of black and white film over the next few episodes. So that'll be, I don't know, seven episodes, six episodes. And yeah, that's the plan. Shoot tons of film, see what I like, see what works, see what doesn't work. I'm excited to see this rolly stuff because I've never tried that. I've never really tried any different films. I've definitely just always been an Ilford supporter. Anything else has been uh, frivolous and not very well thought about. But the Ilford stuff, I've always put a lot of stock by, so I've always just used it. Yes, Dante, I know. There is no light, is there? It's rubbish. Fancy coming out on today of all days. Hopefully I can do things where there's there's definite light and dark because the problem with this kind of landscape is it's all the same colour. It's all a kind of greenish brown. <laughs> Especially at this time of year under these rubbish light conditions. But hopefully I can break it up with some uh, lines. I'm coming upon a composition now where the path, track, road thing that I'm on is forming a kind of a very gentle S-curve. So I'm going to take one here. I can definitely see patches in the clouds, but they're opening up on the wrong places far away from me. Is not ideal and one of the reasons I came here is because I've got I'm not on top of the hill but I'm not at the bottom of the hill so I've got fairly good views down into the valleys but I've still got views looking up towards the sky which is uh, always interesting so right let me uh, talk through a composition talk through what I'm going to do with this uh, camera so I've got the 28 to 70 millimeter lens on I've got it on like an L bracket so I can just lock it on the tripod. This tripod is just doing my editing recently. So I've got the S curve and I like that. I'll get a bit of sky in this one. The only thing that would make this better is if there was some light on those trees over there. But there isn't. So the meter's set. And it's telling me a quarter of a second. 
F22, so I'll put it down to F11 because I don't need all that. I'm going to focus to infinity and just go for it. I mean, <laughs> there's absolutely no light, so all I've got is the path, and hopefully, the trees will stand out enough, even though they're all the same colour as the background, that it'll it'll help. I mean, I can always wait for some light, but I might be waiting all day. I still don't know how I feel about this frame size. I've got so used to square and, uh, you know, six, seven, four, five, that it's kind of difficult. Right, I'm gonna, it says now an eighth of a second. Dante's trying to get in the shot. There he is. There we go. Simple as that, isn't it, Dante? It's very different at 28mm, I have to say. That was just at, at uh, 70. I wonder if what it looks like in portrait mode. Might be a bit better in portrait mode. I have to say, it, it is fun using these cameras. Using the cameras has not ever been a problem. It's just the results that I've never liked. Right, so this one's at 50mm and is a slightly different composition. I've gone for vertical, there's a puddle in the foreground. Which I wonder if I can get. I can't really get any kind of reflection, so here we go. I don't believe it, I'm on bull mode as well. What have I been doing? This is ridiculous. Whoever used this camera last did not close it up properly. Right, there's some pools ahead. Now after four wasted frames, <laughs> hopefully I'll get some decent images soon. Let's try and get a reflection. Let's see if I can get this tree kind of silhouetted against the sky. Ah. Just wish there was a bit of light. This place would have been great with just a bit of light. It's not fair, precious. Oh well, not to worry. So, I've now shot two frames really underexposed because I was on the wrong settings, and I've shot two frames way overexposed because it was on bulb mode. I have no idea why I was on bulb mode. I do not remember putting the camera on bulb mode, but I was. So, so far, I've, <laughs> I've used five frames and one of them is correctly exposed. <laughs> but it's 35 millimeter, so that's nothing, drop in the ocean. Right, because there's no light, I'm going to have to start thinking differently about how I'm going to approach these images. I'm going to have to be thinking contrast and, you know, large areas of darkness, simple shapes and silhouettes. 
yes, things silhouetted against a dark sky. A fairly flavourless dark sky is how it's going to have to be. Because there's no help in the uh, in the grassy fields, is the Dante? No help at all. This kind of weather would be perfect for a waterfall. But I did not go to a waterfall. I came here. <laughs> now the ultimate goal is to get up on the hill over there and there's a couple of farmhouses. And looking down on those is is very cool. In fact, I did do that for a strange finder image looking down on those farmhouses. Right, there's a puddle here. I want to see how uh, the puddle looks with a tree reflected in it. Look like anything because it's not that kind of puddle. <sighs> I'm so disheartened by the fact there's no light. When I came out, it wasn't blue sky, but there was definitely patchy light on things, and it was just really interesting. Now it's just all meh. You know? Someone's left a pile of sandbags. I mean that's interesting I guess. Here's something I've always wanted to photograph. There's a piece of wood in the wall. And I've been wanting to get this with the uh, panoramic camera for a number of years now. But I've never done it because I've only really just finished it. So I will test it. Which is part of the reason I've got this 35mm business is to test out images for different cameras. So I'm going to test and see if it would actually work as an image and then I can uh, decide whether to do it with the uh, thingy thingy thing 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 that thing what's it called 617 beastie right and we get lots of uh, of thingy I can use a different aperture for this I can use 5.6 <laughs> and that's gonna give me same there we go this doesn't seem as exciting as it usually is and it's not because there's no light 
feels too much like digital photography. Yes, I said it. I meant it and I'm not taking it back. Right, let's try doing this so the The piece of wood is embedded in the wall here and if I just frame it up I wonder if I can get the tree in the background while focusing on this piece of wood slightly more interesting okay so I'm at a very funny angle looking at this now uh, same piece of wood but at a different angle and that's more interesting oh, Dante oh my goodness wow further up the uh, hill here there's two old barns two old stone I think the barns and for years they've just been here but now it looks like the roof's come off This is interesting. I think I'm having to... I'm not going to use all of the roll. Definitely not. Because I haven't been out doing my night shoot and I plan to do that this Sunday. I've been quite ill and uh, I've not been able to do anything I'm still not 100% but I do want to go out for another early morning night shoot because that was really fun and at the time of recording this right now I have not yet looked at the scans but the negatives look really good so hopefully it'll be, uh, it'll be interesting but I do want to do that again so I do want to save at least 12 images so I'll probably go until well, go until I get bored I guess this barn's interesting though I can't believe the roof's come off it's all exposed exposed beams you know, roof joists ah, it's been falling down for years but looks like it's finally given up the ghost I have been in there once. In fact, maybe you weren't here yet. But I did have a camera. I don't think it was this camera. Could have been this camera. Right, so I'm just going to set up and uh, this is quite good because behind it is just the moors and while it's not very beautifully lit it is in contrast to the dilapidated building so hopefully I'll be able to do something meaningful Right, so I'm at 28mm, if I just go to 35 I've still got a fairly good um, crop on the thing 
shame I can't get past this wall. And if I just move over here, because there is a bit of light creeping on the horizon, which is quite good. Hopefully if I can get past this wall, I can bring in some of the, the grasses in the foreground. But I just can't get past this wall. So just kind of bend the tripod legs down a bit. I'm trying not to get caught on the barbed wire. Don't want that to happen again. There we go. That's proper. That's good. Is it good? Okay, so I've gone to F11, I've got the destroyed barn on the right and then the moorlands on the left with some light so it's kind of balanced and I've got these grasses in the foreground which are going to be out of focus because it's moving but it's definitely interesting. Okay, I'm just going to zoom out again to 28. I'm going to zoom in, I'm going to zoom in all the way and try and get some of that detail on that barn, that's great. I'm going to focus on the wall, not in the foreground, but it's not really in the background of that, I think the 70s too tight. Yeah. Excellent. Wow, a dilapidated barn with no roof. Who'd have thought it? And having this zoom lens is great because it means I can get in right into all the nooks and crannies. Do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to stay and get the 210mm lens out because I fancy going into some of those details. And what's the point of having bought this massive lens? Don't use it. So this is both of these lenses are Tokina lenses, and I picked them because of positive reviews, mainly from a fella on YouTube who is under the channel Xenography, and I don't know where he's from, but he sounds like an older so. Definitely to be trusted. Right, this is one of those push-pull lenses where you have to kind of push the lens to get it to do anything. So I'm going to go F11 again. I'm zoomed right in on the roof rafters and it's silhouetted behind the sky, so it looks good. But I'm just going to move my composition a bit because it's a little bit... Precise, and I want it to be a bit more chaotic. There we go. Okay, now I'm going to kind of zoom in on some of the brickwork and I'm going to change to 
portrait orientation. I'm trying not to get... Um, there we go. This is great. Right. I do think, however, that if I use this lens too much, as he says that, the light in the background is starting to kick. I think we're going to get a bit of light here, people. Those clouds are definitely shifting on the horizon there, so I'm going to move back over here and see if I can shoot some of that faraway hillside. Ho oh, ho ho! This is the light we've been looking for, and this is where this 200mm lens is going to start to shine, because now that hillside isn't so far away. It's actually pretty close. I'm in the wrong place for it. But it's better. This place is going to be lit up soon, really lit up. And I'm in the wrong position. I need to be back where I was, looking down on the valley. Oh, it's coming. Right, I'm going to just... I don't know what to do now because the other light is coming and it looks like it's going to stick around for a bit. So do I move or do I stay? hope for the best. I still like this barn. Now there's light in the background behind it. It's just brilliant. <laughs> I'm sorry this can't be very good to listen to me just going um but the landscape is changing dramatically and I'm just trying to decide what to do with it. So if I stay with the barn, I've now got really nice light in the background. I'm sticking with the 210mm lens, but I'm now at... I don't know where I'm at. 85mm. And all that lovely light I was talking about was just gone. It's so fleeting. It's about to come across me. So it's going to hit the barn any second. I'm just going to move slightly. I'm not in a very good position there. Okay, the background is really lit up now. Won't wear the lens back on. And as I'm changing lenses, that light's going to come and go. Dante's looking at me like, what are you doing? I thought we'd done with all this business. I thought we'd finished with all this standing around. I'm getting too old for this. Okay, so I've got lovely light on the background. Lovely light on the barn. Looks great. 
and I've not got any lens flare which is good I've got lovely light everywhere ah oh, what frame am I on 12 right I think I'm going to move back to where I was and I'm going to give Dante a treat for being such a good boy now the question is do I move back or do I go ahead with my plan to try and walk up the hill there and look down on these two houses I think it's hard to say how long this light's going to stick around but I'm almost there so I might as well go for it I say so I'm going to put the camera back in my bag Dante's already on his way wow it's light it's magic and I tell you what I don't know how these pictures are going to come out but using this camera has been fun yeah loads of fun the versatility that I'm finding is uh, is great I just hope the pictures are good and I hope I like them and I hope they come out well because if not it's going to be very disappointing ah last time I was up here it was snowing like mad and this is where I did the little thing in the in the stream and I fell <laughs> and I was throwing snowballs at Dante Dante come on and that was good that was a good episode I have to say Oh, finally got some lovely light in fact those, those two trees are just up there but I did come down from the other direction in fact I'm going the wrong way here I need to turn back and go back that way that's the way up to the road But some lovely trees lit up in the little valley down there this is good nice sheep backlit Ooh. it's good to be out I've not been out for a while um, not that I've been feeling unenthusiastic I've been very enthusiastic about things and as I've been working through my Scotland stuff I've been feeling more and more enthusiastic about things but I've not been motivated to go out because well one of the reasons and this is what I've been thinking about is I have lots of images <laughs> I have lots of photographs and the negatives do tend to just pile up and because I never organise them or look at them they're just kind of sat there in a box and I do need to go through them at some point but it takes such an enormous effort 
to do that. And what I actually like doing is being out in the landscape like this, doing the thing. So I have been spending more time just being out, you know, without necessarily photographing anything. And whether that's good or bad, I don't know. But that's what I've been doing. It's definitely been interesting um, and frustrating sometimes walking around without a camera because of the things I know I'm missing. How do you get through there? Dante, there's a reason I've not gone through this gate because it's muddy and gross. Come back, we're turning back. Fine, goodbye. See you never. Yeah, so motivation has been a bit of an issue. Like I say, not enthusiasm, just motivation. I've felt a bit like I've done loads over the last few years and time. I've just not had time. I've been so busy doing this, that and the other. But now and again, it's just nice to come out. And I can't believe it, all those clouds. I don't know where they've gone. They've just gone. They were massive, grey, monstrous clouds. They weren't even like little wispy clouds. They were heavy thunder clouds, almost. It was, it was basically nighttime here. And now suddenly, it's a blue sky day. I've no idea where they've gone. And it's warm. I'll tell you what, this couple of weeks has been warm, warm, warm. So yes, now we've got lovely light. I'm going to go back and get some of the things I missed while I was crying about having no light. And hopefully, I'll, cause I feel like I've only got a few shots left before I'm kind of out. Because I do want to say some for that trip. Um, you know, in the dark. I'm going to try this. I don't know whether it's going to work or not. But... Um, there's a lovely little view down the valley here, and I'd like to try and capture it, but the tripod just might not just reach, so I'm going to try and get it on this wall here using some tripod gymnastics. There we go. That's good. Right, I'd want the 210mm lens back on because it's quite a way down into that valley and I'm shooting into the sun. One thing I don't have on this lens, either of these lenses, is a lens hood, which is potentially a problem. But since we're only really testing this film for now, I'm not too fussed really about lens flare because use my hand. I don't think it's going to be too much of an issue. Yeah, it's not. So I've got lovely light on the trees and some lovely sheep in the foreground. So this should be a decent-ish shot. If I can just frame it upright. Let me just pull it back and there we go. Just pull back just a little bit. Thank you. 
we want to say a massive thank you for listening to this episode. It really does mean a lot that you tune in and listen to our adventures and hear the daft stuff we get up to. We've got some good episodes coming up and some plans for the future. So stay tuned and we'll bring you some good stuff. If you want to get in touch with any comments, questions or suggestions, you can go to Twitter at TFTMB. You can go to Instagram, Tales from the Magic Box podcast, all one word. You can email us, Tales from the Magic Box at outlook.co.uk. If you want to read my webcomic, Dust and Temptation, it is on moorlander.art. There's some more stuff coming up there in the future. So once again, thanks for listening, and now let's get back to the adventure. I'm going to try and use my hat as much as I can to be a bit of a lens hood. I do want that cable released and where I put it. There it is. So... I've kind of got trees and sheep and grass and all sorts. I'm just going to wait for the right sheep to come into view. And it's telling me 125th and we're on F11. So there's the sun blocked. And there's a couple of good sheep coming into view. I just want one where the kind of the, the head and the ears are kind of There we go. I'm just going to do that again, just because I kind of like this composition. Now there's a lot of sheep in view. Aeroplane. Now there's too many sheep. We've gone down to a thirtieth of a second. Dante's being such a good boy, he's gonna get a treaty treat. You are. He sat very patiently, waiting for boring old me to finish doing what I'm doing. I kinda would prefer it if there was just one sheep, but there's loads of them. Now, I think I've got my shot. I better just move on. Because time is ticking. Isn't it, Dante? It's ticking, it's a ticking. Come on then, pooch. Onwards. Oh, backwards. Now we've got some lights to play with. Even though it seems to be disappearing again. What you don't want is too direct light, you want nice subtle light. Which is kind of what I've got now, it's direct but it's also diffused. As in, it's quite low in the sky, it's still above the hills. Which makes a difference to all those people that don't have hills. Um, But there's some little clouds in the way, so it's not super dramatic, it's just soft. But also, definitely on one side of things. And it makes a difference. It does make a big difference. Just a little bit of light on a landscape. It just changes everything. Because all this before, like I said, was just one greyish, brownish, green. 
and now it's all sorts of things <laughs> it's golden brown reddish brown white it's fabulous so I just hope it holds until I get back where I can look down on some trees get some a couple of nice side lit trees and then I can go home because I've been out for a while and admittedly if I was going to the place I was going to go before I would only just have been getting there that's quite nice that style I what settings I get for that eighth of a second shame about the uh, metallic fence post that's in the way because the style is very pretty isn't it Dante? he's always looking at me going what are you doing again? again with the thing so I was getting this three-legged thing out <laughs> I've heard they're quite good three-legged thing tripods right this is like a style but it's nicely lit I'm going to pull the aperture down to uh, 5.6 there we go what frame am I on? 16 nearly nearly there there's enough left for a little Dante portrait if he stays still might even go F4 Dante <laughs> you know don't you you just know you get a treaty treat Now, I said before, FP4 was my favourite film, and it is, and I like it. But I'm excited to try the Delta films. I've never really... I've used them before, but I didn't really like them. And I'm hoping that because of their chemical construction and design, that they help me like 35mm a bit more because one of the reasons I don't like it is the grain and I know it's part of the appeal for some people and some people love it and big fat grain on your image is uh, an appealing quality but for me it's just ugly and horrid and that's one of the reasons I like medium format so much is because it's not so much of an issue but I do have to say carrying this around instead of Bronica is much easier but it's the grain the grain is one of the reasons I don't like doing this so with any luck uh, this will work sorry there's just loads of crows stood on a wall and oh, they've all taken off that's what I was trying to get but they beat me to it yeah, so Delta allegedly has a really modern look, or an almost digital look. 
and I'm hoping that using it with the developer I've got I know I'm not going to be using the specific developer for the Delta films but hopefully it will give a kind of quality that I like I'm hoping I'll get that from FP4 but I'm still expecting it to be kind of grainy I think I either have to just learn to like it or learn to like it basically I don't know if there's any way of getting around it but the images from the photography show which are shot on HP5 at 1600 they're just not that exciting for me because they're all grainy you can't really see what's going on and maybe I'm being too picky I don't know I just know that when I look at those images and I look at other things I've done I'm like why but then then you see I keep coming back to this I went to London in 2018 with my brother I took the trip I'm pretty sure I'd have to check I'm pretty sure it was FP4 but it could have been HP5 and those are some of my favourite pictures I've taken not because because they have that clarity and they just look good they're just good images they're sharp they're contra you know, nicely contrasty they're not too grainy they're just good pictures and I like that and I want that and that is what I'm trying to get out of this I've got two decent lenses and I'm going to try my best to make images that look like that because the trip is a really good camera apart from I can never focus the damn thing and I took it to Northumberland and I wasn't too happy with those images I don't know I really like those images from London I must find out, I'm sure it was FP4 but it probably was HP5 but then again it was a bright sunny day and I was shooting it at box speed or below box speed but that, if it hadn't been for those images if it wasn't for those and looking at those I would have completely written off 35mm I just I can't I can't believe that I got images like that out of it when every other time I've tried it they've been horrible 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 images and I know I'm not going to be using this for well I don't know I might do I'm not going to be using it for beautiful final images the idea is that I go somewhere I photograph a lot of things and then I remember where I stood and what it was and where it was and I can go back with something else like the 4x5 or whatever that's kind of the idea but um, no this if I can get some good images out of it that would be great that would be ideal and that's why I wanted to use different film stocks because different film stocks might give me different kinds of looks and I've started out with something that I know but next time I'm going to go on to the Delta 
and see what that looks like. And hopefully, hopefully it'll be good. Well, no, next time we're going on to do some night shoots. And I've got my, uh, well, I don't know really. I've got this set for 125, so I'm not going to be pushing it unless I cut this out of the camera. I intend to do long exposures. Um, I didn't know whether to put my 28 prime lens back on and just use that instead of the zoom lens that I've got. Just because of the apertures, I can get a, I've got a 3.5 aperture on uh, the prime. I think I've got an F, I want to say an F4, could be 3.5 on the zoom lens, but zooming in and out is going to affect the aperture. Which, you know, is what it is. But I think, uh, I think I'll stick to the prime lens because of manoeuvrability. And I don't think I'm going to be wanting to be too... Although the uh, Holger was 60mm. Maybe I'll use the zoom lens. Well, I'll take it because it doesn't weigh anything. I'll take it and see how... Uh, how it stacks up. I don't believe it, I'm here. And the light is just, just about to go away again. So I think I'm done. Don't think I'm gonna get me more app today. I think I'm a photographer non grata. Now, because everything's turning back into that grayness. Unless that cloud just shifts a little bit more. So yes, I'm going to put the camera away. I got to frame 16, which is about halfway through, and I wasted five, so. Mostly the pictures of that barn, but some of other things. And hopefully, I will like them. I hope I like them, because I really do want to like this. You know, I don't just want it to be something that I don't like. I want to be able to take this OM10 on trips because it's lovely to carry around. And if I can get some decent images out of it, then that's going to be good. It's going to be useful. I don't want it to be just sat on the shelf like it has been for years. Especially if film photography keeps going the way it's going. I don't know. I like... Let me try and quantify this. I like large format. But I just don't feel I can do it all the time. And I feel like if I'm going to do it, it's going to be on something worth doing it on. I don't believe it. The minute I put the camera away, the light springs back out. <laughs> Does that make sense? If I'm going to get the large format camera out, it's going to be on something that 
you know needs large format looks really good on large format it can't be something that's just whatever like a random tree it's got to be like a ruined castle and I don't want it to be in good light conditions I want it to be good you know trek moving that thing around if I'm going to get the 617 out I want to know that I'm going to get like I did at Brothers Point I want to know that I'm going to get decent images I don't want to haul that thing out for mundane stuff so I'm going to do mundane everyday photography just to keep my eye in and give myself you know a bit of a brain break I quite like to have the 35mm camera so I can just plug away at for a bit just have that and the strange finder maybe a Holger three good cameras or if I'm going for a day trip somewhere you know, if I go to the beach or go out with Emma and Dante, I'd like to have something with a versatile lens that I can just mess about with. I don't always want to have to be lugging around a giant thing. I don't know. This is probably sounding really obvious to most of you. But for me, it's like brainwave. Durr. Because I've been so resistant to it for so long. It's kind of... It's not a new idea to me, but... It's definitely a novel idea. But only if it look, works, you know? And if it looks good. <laughs> well, then you see... I just contradicted myself again. Because if I'm saying... I don't want to use it for important stuff. I just want to use it for day-to-day trips and whatnot. Then surely it doesn't have to be amazing. It just has to be good enough. And then I see people who are just putting out whatever. And it's fine. You know, it doesn't... Because, I think because I'm limited for time so much. And I live where I live. I feel like every time I go out, it's got to be worth it. But I forget that just making images is fun and should be fun. And can be fun. And that that should be a reward in itself. Ah, now then, can I do something here? <laughs> Dante is just, I don't know. There's a, a rusty old gate, and there's a little bit of light on the wall next to it, and I'm wondering if I can zoom in on that, blur out the background, and isolate it with this long lens. There's also a gate post next to it, which would also look quite good. I'm going to have to move fast because the light is rapidly vanishing. And I have to say, this is quite a fun thing, that I can just try these two ideas out because I've got a billion frames. It doesn't matter. 
be way back over here if I'm going to do it. I think I've, uh, I've lost that particular point of light. Although it might still look good. I'm going to take it anyway. It's not that bad. Definitely hard focusing with this thing. Right now, I'm going to swing over a little bit and zoom right in on that because that does look good. Do need to move over a little bit because there we go. So this is uh, this is an old gate post, and these things used to have fences hung on them and uh, it just looks good isolated from the background like it is there we go whoops <laughs> just fired the shutter by accident Oh well, I've still got, you know, 20 odd frames left, oh no, I'm on frame 20, I've got about 16 frames, that's fine, I can do that, because when I was out the other day, for whole the week, I took 12, no I didn't, I took 11 because I skipped one, but I could have easily taken 16, so that will not be a problem, and I will do that on Sunday, I think, get up early. You don't have to come Dante, don't worry. Because the good thing about Sunday morning is no opens till 10. So I won't be disturbed. I can just bum around. And make loads of images. And last time I did that, I used this camera and I used HP5. So it'll be interesting seeing how FP4 deals with it uh, with longer exposures because last time I did it, I did it all with the 50mm lens at 1.8 and I was hand holding it all because I'm an idiot so if I take the tripod and the cable release I'll be able to um, yeah hopefully get some good stuff I hope I've got some good stuff today. I mean, I know the light wasn't perfect, but I had a few moments then. Yes, I wasn't in the best position. Yes, I did kind of spend all my time looking at an old barn, but who knows? It might turn out pretty good. I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that by taking a less sloppy approach, slightly more planned and refined, with proper equipment that some of the results I get will be good, even usable. Um, 
we'll see. Anyway, I'm nearly at the car, so I shall see you for the image review on uh, whatever I get. Uh, an interesting shoot and I got some images and I had a lot of fun. I did only use half the roll of film so the next episode is going to be the next half of this and unfortunately I was ill again when I recorded it so it might, I've not listened to it yet so it might be total trash but we'll see. Um, right, image review. Image review. So I'm going to have to skip around because I named them all silly things and they're all over the place. I think I'll start with... Lots of them were rubbish. Not... Not rubbish, rubbish. Rubbish is in badly composed and badly exposed. So lots of them were not very good. So I've actually got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven... What's were you, cat? Eight... No, seven from that shoot and two from a different one which I'll well I, I just went out with it and used it just to finish off the roll so I got a couple from there which are quite nice generally quality is very good exposure is very good I did some weird stuff with the scanner which I shouldn't have done but uh, generally it's turned out okay what I found from the first bunch that I've put on Instagram is that they look better small for social media than they do on this computer screen so when I'm judging them I have to think about when I upload them how they're going to appear on the social media thing what what's the matter this is my other co-host so the first one is of the barn and it's the one that's kind of backlit not backlit but the uh the sun's kind of on it and on the grass and it is a great image but that I think that's partially to do with the fact that I scanned it a bit of a lower resolution I've got some muddy blacks which I don't like they're uh, the dark if you're just gonna complain you can leave um, some of the dark areas are a little bit muddy and not very clear but the highlights pretty good and overall the image has a nice atmosphere which I like the other ones were okay there wasn't as much light so the clouds weren't as apparent and the foreground wasn't as poppy which helps so yeah overall it's pretty good uh, I think it shows potential for wider shots definitely something I need to work on a bit more but yeah it shows potential I'm not unhappy with it once I look past the grain yeah it's not too bad Okay, let's jump to, let's get rid of that, jump to uh, the, st <laughs> the stick. 
So in the wall there's this kind of stick and I crop this one down to panoramic ratio because it fit the scene. Again this looks pretty strange large. I don't know what it is, it looks kind of out of focus even though it's not. I think it's to do with the resolution I'm scanning at. But there's another one of that which is very clear and I like it a lot. I think I went out in rubbish light condition and that's one of the things I need to sort of do for next time. I also got one of the style which is actually very nice, it's very sharp, it's very clear. Um, again there's a bit of muddiness going on and I think that's to do with the way it's backlighting these. But yeah, as an image goes it's not too bad. It's got that potential there, there's lots of detail, there's a fern underneath one of the uh, steps which is quite nice and plenty of detail in the wall. Uh, this one actually, more than any other, I think it shows how good that lens can be which is pleasing in in good light of course then I've got the sheep and I was surprised by this one because I wasn't expecting it to look very good but it actually looks really nice I've cropped it to 6x7 and the light is on the top of the trees and the sheep are in the foreground and it just looks really good the atmosphere is really nice and I really like this one I might scan this one at higher resolution and play around with it a bit more fine editing because I think this one shows real potential and I'm really impressed with how it came out. Definitely was better using the tripod with this camera and these lenses. Yeah, I do like this one. Okay, what else have we got? Have we got any more from that? I've got one of Dante Dog and I didn't clean up the dust off but he's just adorable. I did get one of a gate at the end. Um, the exposure was a bit funny so it's bright but again it's fairly clear and I didn't clean it up as well as I could but uh, yeah, it's not bad again these look a lot better smaller than they do big right I did get two more of the moorland which I cropped to 6-7 there's a bit of uh, fog in the background but again lots of detail lots of uh, tonal variation which I was kind of surprised at on these smaller negatives I, I'm always shocked how tiny these negatives actually are yeah lots of tonal variation lots of um, nice shapes nice this is not very contrasty I don't know whether that's the film or whether that's just the lighting conditions but it, it's not coming out very contrasty I've got other films which I'm looking forward to trying which hopefully will be a bit more contrasty but it could be the developer as well you know I'm not using a very contrasty developer and the next one or the last one is another moorland scene with some water in it and again it's not very contrasty but it uh, it has a nice atmosphere and that's what I'm finding from these images they've got a good atmosphere which is something I, I like but yeah the one with the sheep on the hill is just it's, it's impressed me a lot has that one yes so the next one two three four five images I took on a night walk and I'll be excited to share that with you in a couple of weeks which will be let me just check the old calendar that will be a couple of days before Christmas so that's the image review it's going well is my 35mm experiment I'm looking forward to the challenges of 2023 and I thank you once again for listening my dear listener you have been listening to Tales from the Magic Box. Me and Dante would like to say a massive thank you to Mike Gutterman 
for lending us some of his music for this show. It really means a lot to us and it adds a whole other dimension to what would have been a pretty dull podcast otherwise. Also thank you to Kevin McLeod for his wonderful opening music and thank you to all you guys for listening. What do you think Dante? (laughs) Okay, I'll see you guys for the next one. Bye.